Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Working overtime on the podcast this week. Saturday night, I'm sitting here recording the uh, preview for Greyhound Racing on Monday night. Melbourne Cup Eve, of course, a huge, huge program of Greyhound Chasing out of the Meadows, the MGRA in Melbourne. 12 races on the card. Uh, first one at 6.46, last at 22.11. Uh, massive night of racing. Six heats of the Group 1 Hume Cup. Uh, 600 metres, always such a, a wonderful series. And the RSN Silver Bullet, I guess this is a, a little bit of an insight to the big players when it comes to the Melbourne Cup and races like that. It's a Group 3, uh, no heat, straight off, one up, Group 3. And I love that. It's such an exciting race. And when you go through the field, it, it does not disappoint at all. So a big night of Greyhound racing ahead. Run of the week. Well, speaking of the Silver Bullet... Emron Boy, enormous last week. He was a really, really big run. He had no right to win, found trouble everywhere he went, yet he was too good scoring in smart time. He's a serious conveyance, Emron Boy. Racing two and away fast was in the centre. Amron Boy, El Dorado, the favourite, kicks up in the centre. And Mapunga Mustang tries to cross them out wide as they all clutter first turn. And coming across was Paddy Wants Pats. Paddy Wants Pats found the front of length at a half. Amron Boy, third out deep would have been Aston Ulysses, fourth the inside, Tobin Frost. El Dorado favourites a long way back, third from last from Balbina Bale. And Mapunga Mustang thrown out to last. Paddy Wants Pats before the turn in front. Here's Amron Boy railing up on the inside. Paddy Wants Pats and Amron Boy. Amron Boy got up. To win. A length and a quarter it was almost like he knew where the winning post was, Amron Boy, such a serious chaser, and he, he almost cleared them and led uncontested, I guess you could say, at the first corner. Then he found trouble, had to work overtime, and yet he still broke 30 seconds. Enormous performance, and enormous performance, I thought, from Dane Barry, one of his first goes calling the Metro card, if uh, not the first go, and I thought he did a, a wonderful job from, uh, from start to finish there, old Dane Barry. Monday's preview. A little bit poxy, uh, to be honest. I couldn't be bothered uh, recording a new stinger for the one-off Monday night meeting that we we cover on this uh, this great podcast for the years. So we've just uh, done that on the run. 12 races, 12 winners, no Corey Smith. I haven't mentioned that. Uh, Smithy, too busy on the weekend. I didn't want to hassle him on Derby Day. I thought he'd be plundering through the marquee. So I am riding solo on this podcast. But the good news is I will give you his best bets of the night. And I might do that. Uh, straight off the top here because he was good enough to send them through. He likes race four, number four, Hummock, and race five, number four, Dookie Devil. He also agrees that Amron Boy is going to be hard to beat in the Silver Bullet. Race one, first event on with three, Love as Bale. Fast beginner should make uh, his own luck. Interest around Panadero Warrior. We saw how good he was through that Bendigo Cup series, so up to 500 he could jump and run. Race two, one of my better bets of the night here, Aston Ulysses. Uh, I think the red leads, Mapunga Mustang, maybe just struggles the 600, and Aston Ulysses, just a war horse. He'll be mowing them down at the end, so I'm keen on number two. Race three, I've got absolutely no idea who to tip in this. Um, really hard race. I, I've looked at it that many times. Uh, cannot work out who's going to win. I thought Buzz Junkie's probably not realistically a 600-metre dog led up and won the Adelaide Cup. Was a bit lucky there, I think it's fair to say. So, whew, I'm really not sure. Um, I'll put a question mark on the form guide. Maybe 
going with something like Zimnin Bale, who might get lucky with a, a nice inside run at the first corner. Race four, I'm tipping four, Hamik, but uh, Zohar Bale, two starts ago, enormous. Last start, caught from the lead. We'll have a chat with Lisa Delbridge shortly and learn a little bit more about Zohar Bale. Race five, I couldn't split Dookie Devil and Alpine Butterfly. Yachi Bale's in there as well, and, and he he's just crying out 600 metres. So this is going to be a mouth-watering clash, heat four of the Hume. Heat five, I'm with Jarek Bale. How could you not race seven? Heat number six, final heat of the group ones. Uh, I'm going with three stay strong. I just think might be able to get into a nice place. I'm going to keep a close eye on the snow runner. Uh, pocket money from Queensland, drawn box number two, did trial pretty well around the Meadows this week. Race eight, the feature, the RSN Silver Bullet, group three level, uh, terrific field. But how do you tip past Amron Boy? He was so good last week. The only knock on him, I think, going into this is not on him, it's what's around him. Fernando Mick, drawn box two, can lay up the track a little bit. And look, I'm hoping that, uh, that Amron Boy jumps better, can cross and lead. And from there, it'll be game, set, match. And it might just be a bit of a statement for, for Phoenix players as well. Race nine, speaking of the Phoenix, Plantiff, uh, more than most likely heading toward that series. He'll be hard to beat here from box two. Race 10, I'm going four shipwrecks, scintillating trial around the Meadows first go this week. And yeah, box four's a challenge. He's a challenge. Um, he's not always great away, but if he gets half a run at them in a mix four and five, he'll be hard to beat. Race 11, I'm tipping four, Fabriola Zimenez, and race 12, the last. I, I thought there was two chances at odds, uh, one of them. I'm going six each way, Arizona Rise, and number eight, Federal Fernando as a little each way play as well. Hunters, punting club. Well, Corey Schmidt can have 25 each way on Dookie Devil. That's who he marked as his best bet. My best bet is Aston Ulysses, so I'm keen to have $25 each way on race two, number two, Aston Ulysses. But good luck and happy punting, of course, gamble responsibly. Inside Info. Well, a key member of the family on the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast is Lisa Dalbridge. And ahead of Monday night, she's really starting to warm up with their kennel. A, a massive amount of chances on a big night of Greyhound Racing Melbourne Cup Eve this Monday night at the Meadows. And Lisa's been good enough to join us on the podcast once again. It's not the first time, Lisa. And you tell me you're travelling through New South Wales as we speak. Yeah, we are. Yep. What's the uh, the go? You're up New South Wales. I hear you're dropping dogs uh, off. Graceland Bale retired. Yeah, she come on season um, last Friday or Friday or Saturday. So, unfortunately, we were going to put her in the Hume Cup heats after a sensational run mm. at uh, the Meadows the week before, but um, no, she did. She decided not to. She didn't <laughs> want to, obviously. So, <laughs> we're dropping dropping her home, and uh, oh, we've got to pick up another couple. So. Just sort of we'll make it a weekend of it. Well, motherhood awaits. Uh, you're a very, very good trainer, Lise, to uh, to drop the greyhound off back in New South Wales. That's uh, a very good effort. And just prior to us going on air and having a bit of a yarn here, you had two runners in at Bendigo, Hanel Bale, Nitro Bale in the one race. And I love interviewing people when they've just had a good result at the races. There's nothing worse, <laughs> Lise, than jumping on the phone, doing an interview with someone who's just ran last with one of their dogs. But uh, well done on the Cornella in the last at Bendigo. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, she she battled on well, actually. She held him out, and uh, she's she's since stepping up to seven, uh, 500, I should say. She's um, she's running all right. What about Monday night? Big, big night of greyhound racing. One of the uh, 
I guess the key pillars when it comes to the the start of the the festival of greyhound racing, we've got the RSN Silver Bullet, the Group Three race number eight. We'll chat about the uh, the Hume Cup heats. There's just so much excitement in the air down here in Melbourne. We'll go through all of your runners and get a quick word on all of them. I think you've got yep. ten in, so it's a it's a big yeah, uh, big right. night. Are you back Monday night? Uh, we will be back at the Meadows Monday night. Yes, we're driving from New South Wales to the Meadows. So well, that is Shawnee, commitment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Shawnee and Deb will bring the dogs up in kennel and we'll get there probably just before um, uh, the first heat of the um, Hume Cup heats, I'd say. Well, race number one, Aldrich Bale. My mate on this podcast, Jason Adams, is a very, very big fan <laughs> of Aldrich Bale. He tips him every week. He hasn't won for a while, though. How, uh, how do you think he'll go in race number one, drawn box eight? A box might be a bit of a, an issue, but... He hits the ground and then he go, gets running. So mm. if he can get around that first turn cleanly, um, he's, he's got a chance. He, I mean, he's been running good at Sandown the last his few starts, but um, got, take him somewhere different to the Meadows might um, might pep him up a bit. So, yeah. Heat three of the Hume Cup is the first of your runners in the Hume Cup heats. Uh, you're starting with Zohar Bale. Now, this greyhound was just enormous two starts ago, Lisa. I... I haven't recalled a, a bigger 5.95 debut at Sandown Park than that. He was then beaten from the front, which surprised, I think, a lot of punters last week. H- how do you assess from, I guess, the Sandown Park run to the Meadows run where he was ran down last week by Amron Dan and, and then obviously going into the Hume Cup, you're confident in the way he's travelling? Um, I wasn't surprised last week that he got run down because uh, he's never re- led a race in his life. Yeah. So, when they when they get to the front, they don't know how. He needs to learn how to pace himself, and I mean it's all experience. I mean he's he's still young. I don't. I think they've only just turned two. So um, if he can not lead Monday night, I mean, he's got box three, box very well where he where he likes to be. Um, if he can posse up, something gets in front of him, posses up underneath it. Well, you'll probably see him run mm. like he did at, at Sandown. He, I, I think he's a dog that likes to come from behind. Because he, he knows how to pace himself, you know. In the in those races when you're behind, you sort of get held up for a run. You're not overexerting your energy. So, whereas when he leads, you're using all your energy to go like hammer and tong. So, um, yeah, it's like a jockey sitting there waiting for the last 200 <laughs> meters, the uh, the clock tower at Flemington, and just releasing. And that's a very very good point. I'm sure the the punters yeah. will enjoy that insight into Zohar Bale. Uh, the next one is heat number four. You've got Yachi Bale, another one of these exciting youngsters coming through. It looks to yeah. me, least like the next 12, 18 months could be enormous for Team Dalbridge. Yeah, this this little lid is special. Like there's the three, there's four of them. Ailey Bale just won the race yep. before that last one at Bendigo, broke 28, first 500. So, I mean, she's going to be all, all right too. But um, Yachi, we've stepped him up over 600. He he ran home. Like he's win at the Meadows last week. He ran home 1180. So you know he'll 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 run the 600. Just he was stiff Thursday night at Sandown. Um, him and Jarek were in the same race and um, they just got held up for runs. And if you run that race again, they 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 and they get the clear runs. They they just win easy. But um, it'd be interesting to see what he does. He's out wide where he likes he likes to be a little bit off the track a bit. So that that'll suit him. So just whether he can get a clean run early around the first turn and. And he'll certainly be finishing off over the top. 
Next up, Heat 5. You've got a bit of a kennel favourite, I'd imagine. Uh, Jerry Bale, he goes around. He, he's back. You you must have been tickled pink with his run two starts ago at Sandown when he returned. And I did take note as well, in the Watchdog form guide, he has marked the shortest price favourite of the whole night at $1.85. So how do you feel going in? No pressure. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good to have him back. Um, he had eight weeks off on the sidelines and um, just after the, the Nationals final thing, he, he sort of pulled up a bit sore. And so we give him a break and um, really running him at, at Sandown over the 500, the last two starts, it was just a bit of fitness, track like race fitness, just to get him up to 600. So like after his run on Thursday night, there's, there's no... There's no question about it. He'll run the 600 out strongly. I mean, it's he, sort of he's back to form, but um, just race fitness more than anything. But um, we have to get him sort of let, miles un, into his legs, mm. getting back to 700. So, I um, mean, he's book box lock, lock. He's box where he he likes to be on the inside. So um, he just needs a clear run and you know weave his way through or get to the front would be nice out of the boxes. So. Um, I don't think there's an. He's got no pace on his outside. I think my, my father's son. He he sort of comes out, and so it might give him a little bit of room mm. to to manoeuvre into the race. Yeah. Well, if he's in the race, he'll be very very hard to beat. Uh, is he heading bold trees bound in the next couple of weeks? Would that be the plan after the Hume Cup if he gets through that series well? Yes, it is. Yeah, it will be back up to seven hundred, and then then going to Sale Cup and. God knows what after that. I'm not sure. <laughs> haven't looked that far ahead yet. <laughs> I tell you what, there's a few greyhounds going for the Sale Cup. It's going to be a ripper this year. Uh, we move down to race number nine. You guys can have a bit of a relax. Uh, just enjoy the next few races at the Meadows because race number nine, you've got Valor Bale, your next runner drawn box number six. Tough, tough assignment. Very, very talented yep. youngster coming through, but up against Plantiff, who I believe is, yep. is earmarked to run in the Phoenix this year. So it's not going to be easy to beat him. When you're running against good dogs, it's all good experience for him, but... He sometimes does little things, just silly little things, but that's just le- he's still learning. Like he's had a handful of starts, and he's only young, same same as Yachi and same as Zohan, same litter. Um, but he wants the fence, so mm. that's going to be the hassle. Tell you what, though, they're all strong and they're all exciting youngsters. What about race ten? Whitley Bale in box three, Landon Bale in box five, who's a very very talented youngster as well. Yeah. Uh, Whitley, we've, we've been running her around, around the um, country, so Mark decided to take it back to town because she she hasn't been leading in over the 450s in that, whereas Meadows in that she likes to lead. So she's another one of the same litter as the um, Yarchi and all them, so that's five, that's five of them that can run 500. Mm. Landon Bell doesn't draw very well. He's got box five again, but, I mean, his middle section of the race from the winning post... To the, the second to the 600 boxes, that's his best split. Like he'll run, you know, he could run you 17, 17, 17, 65s down the back. So that's where he puts his big break up. But just depends whether he can, he'll run the 500 out, but whether there's something in the race that can run over the top of him, that's the question mark we have. What about race 11? It says here it's the Sky Race in grade five, but I've renamed it the Delbridge Stakes. You've got number two, Spring Casper, <laughs> number three, Balbina Bale, both in Mark's name. Uh, we're cheering for the eight, Lee. So you're the favourite, not Marky, on this podcast. Uh, you're training Bella Sugar. How, how do you think the three of them will go? And is there one that stands out that you think will get the job done? 
Casper was a good run at Sandown the other Sunday. He ran fourth, but he'll come home good. Um, Belbina, she she's probably the best chance out of the three of ours, only because Bella Sugar's having her first run 500 metres. She was a good run last start at Ballarat on Wednesday, I think it was. Um, she ran. She was running home over the top of him. So we've just put her in over 500 just to see whether she can run it. But I reckon Belbina's probably the best one out of our three. Not saying that she'll win, but that out of the three of them, that's, she'll be our best, I reckon. The uh, the Delbridge team, yourself, Miles, Mark, uh, I, I feel like this is the best best group of dogs I think you've had as a whole. I, I feel like the setup just seems to have so much depth in the way that you're training at the moment with the quality of dogs. Would, would you agree with that? I know you've had some really good ones, standout dogs in years gone by, but I just feel like at the moment you've got such an even array of really good dogs in the kennel. It must be, it must be a bit easier getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've always had that one dog, like good dog in every, every sort of year that we get dogs. We've always had that one or two, three dogs that are decent dogs. But this, I, I feel the same. This lot that we've got racing at the moment, you know, like there's six or eight, six to eight, maybe even ten of them that we can take to the city and know that they're going to be competitive. Whereas beforehand, you, you know, you'd, you'd just go with one or two and you think, oh, I'll just chuck another few in and see how they go and not expecting anything. Whereas... Um, yeah, it is exciting, and just hope it continues as we go with. Well, Lise, we haven't forgot on this podcast, you gave us about five dogs to follow last time, and that included this litter, the uh, the Yachis, the yep. Yohars, the, the whole lot. So we greatly appreciate that. We followed them closely, and I think if the punters followed them like I did, they should have won a little bit of money on them over the journey as well. So <laughs> thanks for that last time, Lise. Good luck heading to Monday night, and enjoy the uh, the country driving around New South Wales with the family over the yep. next few days as well. No worries. Thanks, James. Well, that is it for another episode of the number one Greyhound Racing podcast in Victoria, maybe the world, who knows. Until next time, punters, uh, good luck with this Monday night race meeting and uh, on with the favourite to win the Melbourne Cup in the Gallops as well for what it's worth. Deauville legend for me. Till next time, farewell, safe travelling, happy punting. <laughs>